everyone. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. We are live and I am so excited. It's been a couple of weeks, but we're back and I have the beautiful Katrina Van Humbeck here on the hot seat and I am so happy I have her brand new album right in my hands. It is stronger still. She will be doing a song off the album, but right now, Katrina, it's all about you. Welcome to Hugh Spotlight. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tracy. It's such a thrill to be here. Uh, you know, uh, despite, you know, being in person, being able to play music, it's been now, finally, a summer. What has the whole experience been like for you getting this album out? I know oh. this one is special for you. Oh, that's amazing, Tracy. Well, getting this album out, it, you know, a matter of probably about a few years of songwriting and then the arranging process, finding mentors to inspire me and to help me along with that arranging. And then also to be, um, then once we got down to the lead sheets were all good to go and the arrangements were done, tracking down the right instrumentalists and um, and then of course of being in, in contact with private ear recording is where this was recorded. And I had the thrill of working with John Paul Peters as the assistant producer and then setting up scheduling times in the studio, which is always, he's a busy guy, it's a busy place. So all those kinds of things had to be all lined up. And so that process, to be honest, started in June of 2021, so not that long ago, but the whole recording process went from June all the way to October. So it's it was a bit of a, a haul, but but the dream started in 2019 for this album. Oh, um, and I just want to mention too that it's an all Winnipeg team, and I, you know people from all across the country watch this and listen to this. And I just want to give some kudos to all of the musicians and artists here in Winnipeg because we have some real talent. And some of the musicians that are on your album, incredible. And you'd mentioned private ear recording too as well. Mm -hmm. And you girl, you did a lot of the background work and a lot of the producing. So this was a first for you too. Yes, thank you so much. I do want to uh, tag on to what you were saying, Tracy, about they may be located in Winnipeg, but they're really world-class. <laughs> yes. Let's be real. I'm just going to throw out some of those names. Uh, Richard Gillis, uh, founder of the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra on trumpet. Um, Carl Kohut um, in uh, jazz studies at the U of M on the double bass. Um, having Jim Johnston, a military drummer who's just incredible on drums. Uh, Rodrigo Manez yes. on congas. And I don't want to leave, oh my goodness. And of course, Larry Roy on electric and acoustic guitar, Juno nominated. So I'm just so fortunate. The way I say it is that they actually agreed. They said yes. They added their talents <laughs> to this project. So I'm just so grateful. And in what you were saying, Tracy, about um, just sort of that dream of, um, you know, being a producer and working alongside my assistant producer, uh, John Paul Peters, but yet it was so nice to have someone else to bounce ideas off of and say, what do you think of this and how about that? And rather than being kind of in a bubble by yourself, mm -hmm. but then also um, not only picking the musicians, but then also I was so thankful to be able to uh, play keys on this album myself as well yes. for the recording. So that yeah. meant a lot to just kind of have a bit more hand on it myself. Mm -hmm. So this process this time around, Katrina, what did you learn about yourself personally, as a songwriter, 
and a musician? Oh, that's great. Great questions, Tracy. Well, as a songwriter, I, I would get a lot of inspiration from other people. And I had a, a mentor of mine um, who would say, you know, listen, listen, listen. Music that inspires you, listen to it. Listen to all kinds of different music. And, and don't just, uh, you know, even as you're delving into writing, make sure you're listening to other artists and finding, what do I like about them? If there's something you want to emulate. So with that in mind, I was thinking about doing listening and as well as um, recognizing the different styles. On this particular album, I really made a purpose to have uh, half of the tunes swing, you know, in a jazz mm -hmm. style. They have a swing feel for them. So I really thought, oh, I just really want to make sure I get this swing beat. And with one of the tunes on this, I actually arranged it for a three-part horn trio. And I'd never done that before. And so having to be able to balance out vocals and then um, also having when when's the horns when are the horns coming in is a trumpet here or saxophone and trombone and all that kind of stuff and arranging for all those parts so as an arranger there's a a lot of challenge and also for strings I didn't mention string players too but I just for example you think oh the classic jazz standards of long ago they always had strings so I wanted to have strings so um, and I guess something I learned tracing in answer to your question is that I set my mind to it and I could do it so that yes. meant a lot, you know, yes. that with the help of other people, with mm -hmm. the encouragement and help and direction, I thought, I can do this thing. <laughs> and so that felt so good, you know, to yes. just say, oh, my goodness. And you almost don't want to, you don't want to blow your own horn at all, but you just kind of humbly, and I do give, uh, you know, I do give my source of strength to, you know, the source, you know, to God, yes. you know, and mm -hmm. I really am a faith girl. And so I just kind of thought, wow, you know, um, we're we're a good team you know yeah. I get the super on my natural and so then I can do a lot of things well and you are no stranger to organization to music you're a teacher and educator right. and I think that really shows through to this big success that you've had to getting the CD out I want to talk now you had a uh, the launch and it was the end of April just as we're kind of coming out of this do I dare still talk about COVID? But yes, <laughs> I know. because you know it is the white elephant in, in the, the room. room. It is. I mean, oh, COVID doesn't exist. It never happened. Well, oh, we know. On. What was the experience like for you and and the audience too? Was it just jubilation and well, masks off? But well, that's a great question too, Tracy. As I, in, um, I guess you know when I I was really hoping to be able to launch this the recording I had the CDs in my home in January <laughs> and I was thinking oh they're in these boxes and I want to kind of but then it was okay now another lockdown you know and so we had to kind of and then you have to be sensitive to people because there's people who are very conscientious there's people who are you know are um, oh, you know I still haven't been out in public I still get my groceries delivered to me I'd love to come. I'll buy support tickets, but I won't go because we still only, we only, we are only in our only immediate bubble. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is I have to respect that so completely because mm -hmm. people have immune compromised people in their lives. And so that was one challenge that as I, as I picked the Franco Manitoban, I was so excited. Uh, the Franco Manitoban in the heart of St. Boniface, right on Provence, they have beautiful parking there. There's a gorgeous, a, a very intimate style setting. It seated 100, 
and there's a bar there. It's just a really beautiful setting with a great sound, sound person. The staging mm -hmm. is lovely. But even with all that and even being able to distance themselves, there's still people who said, well, I'm not coming out or I'll buy support tickets. But there were, uh, there was a good-sized audience. You know, for that intimate size, there was about 70 people, which I was so very thankful for. It filled it up really nicely. Mm -hmm. And honestly, to be uh, back to a stage after a few years of hiatus was like a dream come true. There were still some people in masks in answer to your question, but there were some people who were just, I'm good, you know, so yeah. we just wanted to be sensitive to that, you know, yeah. so. And I think now that the summer has, he, you know, arrived, we've had the festivals, we have had the Jazz Fest, we've had mm -hmm. Folk Fest, Fringe is going on there right now, and then Folkorama, so I think we're over it. What is your biggest fear? Perhaps that we're going to go back into some sort of lockdown in the fall? Well, that's a great question too, Tracy. I, I don't want to live in a sense of fear, I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. But I, I do have some concerns when, um, you know, I hear there's still a lot of uneasiness surrounding travel. I know I haven't ventured outside of uh, Manitoba myself yet. I'm hoping to at some point. It's just I've been more close to home because of family and such, but um, I know I don't want there to be further ev restrictions on people for travel and, mm -hmm. and people not being able to once again see their loved ones. Or, um, and I know when there's rumblings out there in the government about, and I want to be careful what I say, but you know, just about maybe we're anticipating something in the fall, it's like, why even go there, you know? Let's just <laughs> learn know. to live with what we're dealing with and move on, you know? Yes. That's kind of so, as far as being concerned, I, I really, I'm concerned that we, we don't want to regress. We don't want to take steps back no. when we're, people are, I think, I hopefully I'm not just speaking for myself that I think people are done, you know? I think a lot mm -hmm. of people are done and they're just, you know what? So many people have uh, taken measures to protect themselves medically, Many people have overcome the virus, had it, what have you. Let's just move on. So yeah, that's definitely. kind of that's you where know, you're you're, yeah. you're hoping, and then hopefully that's what I'm hoping. You can tour this this album. This, yeah, I'd this, really love to be able to share it more. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Now you've mentioned family, so family is very important to you. Yes. And I think your mom was very important to you too. Yes, and uh, I. I dedicated my first album, Blue and Beyond, to her, and uh, my second album, Doing a New Thing. Again, she's always in the back of my mind. <laughs> and I can now talk about her without, you know, because it's been six years since her mm -hmm. passing, but every now and again, you just get overwhelmed with these emotions, you know, but um, she was a great cheerleader. She was a, a professional woman. Uh, she was a registered nurse. Um, retired upon um, when she passed, she, she passed from cancer. Mm -hmm. But um, she was just such a role model of strength, coming from the former Czechoslovakia, coming to Canada, redoing exams, and to re-establish her career again as a nurse in another country, learning the language. You know, all that, you just kind of... So I didn't have the role model of a mom who was at home. She mm -hmm. wasn't the 
stay-at-home mom. My dad was a stay-at-home dad for five years while he was a bodybuilder, you know, <laughs> and a former Mr. Manitoba wow. in 1974. So I'll just okay. throw that out throw there. Throw that in there. Yeah, wow. you know, personal trainer, fitness, all that kind of stuff. So I had all this kind of really neat stuff feeding into my life. Just kind of a, a go-for type of attitude, you know, just you just need to go for it. What, what are you waiting for? Just do it. So I just know that my mom is there just kind of cheering me on all the way through, even oh, now. That's, that's what so I, beautiful. Yeah, thank and you. It, yeah, and I mean, it's being able to have that confidence, right, too? I mean, he's, number one, you need confidence even to get up in front of a crowd <laughs> and perform these songs that come from your heart and you don't know what their reaction is going to be. But to have the confidence to really, you know, put all of your energy into producing something like this. You know, it just kind of proud. makes me laugh, Tracy, because, you know, people go, how do you do it? How do you? And you know what? I think it's a little bit of a, I don't want to call myself a narcissist because I, I'm i <laughs> a loving individual and I work with children and people. But I just don't think about that. You know, I don't think about what will people think of me or yeah. like, <laughs> I, I'm going to throw something out there kind of hilarious. My husband one time, he said, well, you know, you're a little full of yourself. I go, what? <laughs> full of myself? He goes, I thought you knew. <laughs> I said, come on, you know? And he said, well, I mean, really? And I thought, well, maybe people kind of think when you're doing something that is from your heart or that you're presenting a confidence, but I just was never taught to be small. Mm -hmm. That was not no. something that was role modeled to me. Well, you better be small. No. You better not look too pretty, or you better not look too smart, or you better not be too good at things, or or people will not like you. You know, like, <laughs> it, is that making sense, Tracy? Well, I mean, I it's, it's like, ridiculous as that well, might your sound. your dad was a bodybuilder, so <laughs> yeah. dad, you know, saying you know, that, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you know, got to have some self-confidence to, <laughs> to do that. But, you know, so. Yeah. Oh, no, but it's, um, I guess the songs in this collection, is it a reflection of the Katrina in the future? That's a great question, Tracy. You know, I it's kind of a snapshot of the past years, and I will mm -hmm. say that uh, the songs, they, they're what I would call a jazz fusion, like a jazz with some gospel flavor to it, because it's, I feel that it's kind of been a journey through the time of the pandemic and even mm -hmm. even just a journey through right. feeling like, yeah, a journey. I like to say that these are songs speaking about love, hope, and strength. You know, just you're, you're loving, you're hoping for things to get better, and then, and then there's strength that comes from above and strength mm -hmm. from inside. So it's kind of within that journey. And um, I, I do hope that it would encourage people. I know I've heard some positive feedback in that way that some people go, wow, that's really... And again, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind about anything. It's just, it just comes from me as part of my faith journey and some people can relate. And I, my, you're always, as a musician, hoping that people can grab some nugget and say, wow, that, yeah, that, that sort of really speaks to me or th that particular song I really loved. Or, mm -hmm. um, <coughs> and. I don't know, it just occurred to me, I mean, your story is beautiful and I, I'm, I'm just, you know, so supportive and proud that you have done this and it really, we oh, had talked you, about Tracy. it before, um, you know, it, it really is an inspiration to women. 
And so speaking of females and women and the market for music, it is young and sexy and, <laughs> you know, is there room for, you know, an older-ish <laughs> yeah, you know, artist to come on the scene? Do you feel that or no? You and don't you think know, about it? It's that's actually that's a really great question and you know those are those are some of the other things I never you know, I hadn't mm -hmm. thought a lot about. But you know, it's kind of like wow, you know, when I'm and again I don't talk a lot about my age, but you know, when I think about I'm really along you know, hustling gigs alongside with women who are easily twenty, twenty five years younger than I am and thinking, Well, why wouldn't you pick me? You know, why wouldn't you want me in your venue or, or whatnot? And I just kind of think, well, and it, it's a bit intimidating. Mm -hmm. It would be a little and bit. And it, sh it shouldn't, but it could be. It, it could it, be. It could be. Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. And, um, and you know, and I think, but you know, those stereotypes of, oh, well, you know, a woman of this age, she shouldn't wear a bikini to the beach, or, or she shouldn't be doing whatever, or. You know, or even some family might say, well, you know, I know after my first album, on came the second, I, a family member said, well, aren't you done with this now? Wasn't that just a thing? I'm like, well, I kind of keep on going with it because it's kind of a passion. And I, and then, and then, why shouldn't and you? every now and again, you sort of think, oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden, you're applying for these different things, and in comes the Western Canadian Music Award nomination. You're like, Oh, I am okay. I am okay. <laughs> Maybe people are appreciating what I'm doing. Well, that is so funny. And, you know, again, that's kudos to you, all of your efforts. But that is, that, and, and I hate to say it, but that's what we live in. I know. Really? Right. You know, we live in with those, all of those comments. And you did the right thing. You shook it off, and doesn't matter. I'm going straight ahead. I'm doing a third album, so there, stick it to them. <laughs> and I know someone had called someone else on in, a, in an interview said that I was like a relentless force, and I, I like to consider myself like a relentless force of enthusiasm because I'm just a, I'm a positive individual. I, mm -hmm. and you know, you speak about women, Tracy. I'm all for building up women. I love building up women. I love encouraging women you know that whole idea about straighten the crown don't be I mean who are we really to to knock somebody else down or make them feel less you mm. know and what are we gaining by doing that like I I mean it's a competitive it's competitive mm -hmm. out there but I mean can we not believe that there's enough music making for all of us exactly and, there's and enough people to have music played for them for for you know to enjoy and that's perfect yeah I mean there's a spot for everybody right right let everybody can have a piece of the pie <laughs> uh, but you are going to play us a song aren't I you? am and I'm so excited yes. I'm going to be playing a song called Hold On mm -hmm. from this album and just to give you it's it's inspired by um, just the love that I feel that God has for me and that he he holds on. It's, and you know, we always feel like we're messing up all the time. We just kind of feel like, oh, you know, why did I say that? Or why did I do that? And then, yet, it's kind of like it's a fresh start. Oh. Every day can be a fresh start, you know? Okay. And, yeah. yeah. So it is. Thank you so much, Katrina. Katrina will be back, but we are going to take a short break. And then I will have an interview with Dean Stairs. He's all the way in Newfoundland, but, you know, of course, the beauty of virtual 
it seems like he's right here on set with Hugh Spotlight. Don't go away. There's still more to come on Hugh Spotlight. I want to give a big Winnipeg welcome to Dean Stairs all the way in Newfoundland. But hey, you're not that far. When it comes to virtual reality and Zoom, <laughs> I feel like you're right here on my set. Okay. Well, oh. th thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure. Um, well, you know what, Dean? I think what really struck me, first of all, was your music. And then well, I found out that your, I guess your title should be called Mr. Music because you have oh. a recording house, you have artists under your roof, you uh, produce, you do everyth everything, and uh, you have experience in so much. So I guess my first question to you, Dean, is why Newfoundland? And why set up shop there? And it obviously has been successful for you. Uh, why Newfoundland? It's just it, circumstances. Uh, they are combined at the right at the right moment for me. We were looking for uh, a change, to, and we wanted to get back into music. We being my wife and I, and uh, this we bought an actual old Salvation Army building, which is called the Citadel House, or the Citadel was what the Salvation Army called it. And uh, it's a huge 7,000 square foot building, and we just found ways, well, there goes the fire, and found ways to, uh, <laughs> to uh, make use of that as the live uh, environment and uh, as a custom-made interior for uh, studio recording. Oh, amazing. Okay, so now let's get into the music. Uh, artists from around the world now... Um, but interesting story, I had Ana uh, Luisa Ramos on the show, yes. and knowing yeah. her background, like a Brazilian, you know, landing in Canada, <laughs> moving to Newfoundland, yeah. uh, I guess you have m met so many different artists, though, right? As if, like, as opposed to you being in Toronto. Yeah, well, it's an interesting thing uh, with Ana and Eric. Now, to go back a, a couple of steps uh, in my life, I spent four years in Brazil, uh, in Sao Paulo area, when I was 13 through 17 years old. Uh, so I heard them speaking in Portuguese, Ana and Eric, Ana and her husband, and I uh, at at a uh, just a music industry event, mm -hmm. and I you know I approached them and talked to them and found out, and we became, we have become friends and. And, you know, as these things, one thing leads to another. Anna's a, a, an incredible artist. Mm -hmm. And Anna, Eric's a great songwriter. So the combination is, it's very interesting. Sometimes, you know, my wife's from Colorado, and sometimes mm -hmm. we we ask ourselves, you know, what are all the things that have led us here? And as you started with, why Newfoundland? It's okay, we're here, we love mm -hmm. it, uh, and we're happy to play our part. Right? Oh, amazing. Okay, so let's talk now about your music, an instrumentalist. Now, is this by choice, uh, Dean, or do you come by this naturally and just because of all of your experience behind the scenes? Really focus on that. I, I love sounds, and, and I really <laughs> like the way that sounds come together and how a sound of something can create an emotion. And... Uh, so I've been drawn to that side of music, but to music as opposed to song. I appreciate great songwriters, and I produce them on a regular basis, and I work with a lot of what I think are some of the 
best, certainly in this region of Canada. Uh, but it's not something that I do. Uh, like, it just doesn't flow out of me like some of these people. And I, as I said, since I worked with such great writers, uh, I went, why should I really try and do something that they're already doing so well? Why don't I concentrate on something else? Because I know I can do that. And I know that that's where my affinity lies, actually. Okay, so we were talking just before we got rolling. And of course, on the back of our minds, it's always about the pandemic. It's about COVID and what's coming next. Although the doors are opening, you predicted a floodgate of music, yeah. of musicians. Why is that? Well, there's been a lot of pent up uh, time. Musicians have spent a lot. Well, it's just uh, in another role that I have been doing for the last 11 years, I've been on the board of the East Coast Music mm -hmm. Association. And for six of those as the chair, uh, you've kind of had a glimpse at where the industry, like where the people on the East Coast are going, the artists are. Mm -hmm. And um, it seems like a lot of the, uh, if you want to call it the most well-known, they just kind of hunkered down and spent this time uh, kind of revisiting some of their songs. And it's just the way things are going to go. A lot of people have art, uh, albums that are ready to go. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very vigorously attached to the idea of getting out and presenting that music and doing it this summer and starting their career running again, right? Mm -hmm. uh, people are very much done with the idea of not being able to perform and not having people hear their music. Oh, so true. And for yourself now, when you're listening to so much music, what are some of the key things that you look for? Uh, I suppose you know what, as a, as a, as an owner of a label, and as a producer, and as uh, just a music lover, I the common thread in there is the music has to do something for me emotionally. It has to create an emotional response. Uh, and that can be from many different aspects of the music. Sometimes it's the music itself. Sometimes it's the song. Ideally, it's the combination. Mm -hmm. And then if you put that together with great production and a good supporting group and band and the good mix and all the technical things are together, then it becomes something that really stands on its own. That's, of course, that's the goal of everybody who works in the industry, that we achieve all of those things and put it all together well. But initially it has to create a con uh, some kind of emotional response mm -hmm. and you know anger is just as valid as weeping right <laughs> i mean it's a it's a, an emotional response uh contemplation and the ability to relax uh, listening to a particular style of music as much as dance and workout and all of that these are all valid but they mm -hmm. they can't be something that just leaves you apathetic right? yeah no no totally agree and where do you, okay, so you had talked about going back now to your work with the Eastern Canadian Music Organization. Music. Yes. Yep. Where do we stand, Canadians as a whole, and then if we kind of go segregate East, and then, of course, there's the West, representing yeah. the West here, <laughs> and then I guess BC is on its own, and then that leaves Montreal, Quebec on their own, and then it's sort of... Toronto, Vancouver, but yeah, so 
is like I mean, okay, listening to the radio, top forty. How many Canadians are on there? Uh, well, thanking Canadian content rules, there's uh, there's at least thirty percent on Canadian radio. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, um, Canadian talent in terms of just raw talent mm -hmm. can punch with you know well above their own weight they can they can there's the potential there to do very well uh is it industry support is it getting the attention of the people who have the money to get you out there farther sometimes that is the answer uh other times you know geographically the, the country is huge and mm -hmm. it really has the population of about new york state in in the entire country so it's it's there's just some some things that make it very difficult to advance past wherever it is that you uh grew up your music wherever the incubation place is so for example winnipeg man i've seen some really good acts come out of winnipeg i mean everything from the brothers landreth to uh to red moon road uh sheena ratai is one of the vocalists that i have a I, she elicits an emotion every time she sings. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I worked with an artist who originally uh, came from Winnipeg, now lives out in BC. Again, a fabulous vocalist, really good songwriter, very good in her particular area. Um, Winnipeg is a hotbed of really strong, unique uh, writers and performers that seem to have a really uh, good sense of who they are as an mm -hmm. artist. So I'm very, I think that's, and that's uh, maybe I maybe I see that because I also see that on the East Coast. Yes. Um, there's a, there's a good bit of there's you know it's not everybody but there's a good bit of people and I've seen to cross most genres of music everything from classified through to the East Pointers are more Celtic you know classified is more rap uh, uh, to Alan Doyle who's that fusion of Celtic and pop and whatever you know like he's his own <laughs> yeah. genre. He's his, really. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically fantastic entertainment entertainer and and just a really honest genuine person well, so mm -hmm. go, go ahead i'm sorry no but i was going to just agree with you dean i really see a similar a similarity in the artists yep. coming out of you know winnipeg the west and the east coast there's there seems to be you yep. know something that's true to their heart and another young artist that i interviewed too was claire follett and a wonderful wonderful girl and and so talented and to me this is like i care about them all and i want them all to succeed but it is so so yeah. hard and the game has changed hasn't it dean yeah uh we're not sure yet what has changed with in terms of covid like what that's done everybody mm -hmm. hopes that it just goes back to something like it was in 2019 not necessarily because that was good but at least everybody knew what it was right right so now i think that i think we really are on, we're in uncharted territory in some ways. If your career depends largely on, on the live portion of what you do, mm -hmm. um, like uh, getting back to where I said about we're geographically dispersed, you know, we have a very small pockets uh, that are very far apart. Uh, this is very different than an artist who's working, for example, in LA, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, when I was down there and, and talking to them, they would do tours around Orange County, and that was a big thing. Orange yeah. County, good grief, it's like an hour from one side to the other, right? But, <laughs> but you know, yeah. they, 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 they hit, there's four million people within that area, you know, it's a whole yeah. different world, really. Yes, no, you're um, right. 
we just have to Whereas, we just have to get more people to come to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things we've been talking about is, and this wouldn't necessarily be true for Winnipeg, but certainly in Newfoundland, the cost of getting to, for example, Toronto, which is your only really comparative large urban area mm -hmm. for us moving west. Okay. So the cost of getting there is very similar to the cost of getting to, say, Berlin. But if we get to Berlin, mm -hmm. now you are in this area where you can drive in for an hour in multiple different directions and and reach many, 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 many people. It's the largest geographic market, second largest in consumer market in the world under China. Wow. Uh, it's bigger than the United States. It's a uh, half a billion in the United States, it's 384 million. So, so you're looking at, a, you know, these are some of the decisions that are being made on the East Coast. That's really only true for Newfoundland, not necessarily what we call mainlanders like Nova Scotia, PEI, and, and New Brunswick, mm -hmm. because for them, the cost is really, it's still just the cost of gas in the car right. to get to Toronto. But for us, it's a gas in the car, the ferry ride, which, uh, you know, you got a book, it's $500 round trip, and then you're just off the island in Sydney, Nova Scotia, which to everybody else, probably for you, <laughs> it's like, well, you're now, you're still just on the, the outskirts of the moon, as far as most people are concerned, right? <laughs> yeah. So... And there's not much, like there's Sydney, then Halifax, and really the next town is Montreal. That's like wow. 600, 700 kilometers away, 1,000 kilometers. So it's a, it's a very harsh reality, but it is a reality that you, have, you can't get around it. No. You, just, you have to consider it, you know? Yeah. So and the only way we can do it is bring a bunch of people to Canada. We need another 100 million, and then we get better, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or keep on just doing this virtual stuff, right? Because, boom, instantaneously, yes. you can get your music out there. I know. I, I think that that's very true, and that, that, that yeah. would be something that COVID has brought us. Uh, that, for example, I can be doing an interview with somebody in yeah. Winnipeg. It, used to, it only used to be that if I was touring... That exactly. I could be interviewed in Winnipeg. Yeah. Well, it has yeah. been an awesome pleasure to meet you, Dean. And really, Thank keep you. let's keep in touch. The next time you can have a live concert at the Citadel, let Hugh know, and we'll broadcast yeah. it. We'll do something. We'll get you know, because we got to share the love, right? If anything. Yeah. Um, travel is going to be slow getting back. We know that, and you know yeah. everybody's you know worrying about cost, but. The beauty of music and the joy of music is always there, and that's free. So I really yeah. appreciate this, and it's wonderful meeting you. And uh, hopefully we can have more of your artists on our show. We're, that's our aim. Let's get the music out there, people, and listen that's to it. That's great. Okay, great. Thank you so much. And uh, we do have your video, and it's a lovely Good. song, A Satisfying Austerity, instrumental, something you can just simply listen to and not have to think. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> Too much. <that's> right. <laughs> Too much. Thank yeah. you. Thanks so much. Thank you. Here he is, Dean Stairs.
morning, everyone. My name is Katrina Van Humbeck. I'm performing for you the song Hold On from my new album, Stronger Still. I've got a feeling, and this isn't something new. I know you love me, God, your word says that it's true. Even when I fail to shine and forget I'm your child, your thoughts of me are good, and I'm always on your mind. So you just hold on and wait to see me smile. Hold on to being with me all the while, so you just hold on to
beautiful. Thank you so much, Katrina, for being our guest here on Spotlight. And stronger still, people can get this little baby on your website. They can contact you, and that's katrinavhmusic.com. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tracy. It's been a thrill. Oh, great. And thank you to all of you for joining us. Join us in a couple of weeks. We'll be back here with another live, wonderful episode of Hue Spotlight. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.